0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show. I'm hoping um, that this is now working and that uh, you can can see this and you can see me and you're watching. Uh, There's a good number in the top left-hand corner of my screen, so I'm hoping that's a good sign. Please let me know in the chat box if this is working. For those that are wondering what I'm talking about because you're catching up, we did a show about 10 minutes ago. I spoke for six minutes to absolutely no one. And then it decided to start on YouTube. I could have just carried on with it. But what's happened previously with StreamYard is I've done that before. And then when it uploads to YouTube, it cuts off the first six minutes of the show. When I talk about as much news as I do in the first six minutes, it wouldn't make too much sense to do that. Um, And you guys in the chat box are saying that it's working. So thank God for that. We did the British way of turning it off and turning it back on again to fix it, which seemed to work. Uh, So good morning. (laughs) Let's try this again. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Uh, please do drop a like on the video for the swift nature of which we fix things uh, and got you guys watching back again on the show we've got lots to talk about for me lots to talk about yet again for, for the first six minutes anyway uh, and if you could show your appreciation by dropping a like and of course voting for us too in the fcas uh, by tweeting i am voting for at the Guna talk tv in the at the underscore fcas for hashtag best club creator uh, yes, Michael, I'm getting sacked in the morning. That's uh, a very appropriate comment to use <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, we fixed it. So it's all good. But let's crack straight on with the news. Uh, and we talk about the thing which I, I spoke about initially, which is that Sarah Rudd, uh, who is part of Stats DNA, uh, the big kind of a statistical association to Arsenal's recruitment setup, has left. And she said, after nine seasons with Arsenal and Stat DNA, it's time for a new change. I feel incredibly honoured to have worked with the club That I love and work side by side with some of the best in the business. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that a lot's changed with stat DNA, despite her being there for a long time. Arsenal are doing some structural changes. They've moved on a couple of people in this sector. Someone, I believe, is coming from Malmo as well to kind of fill a couple of roles there. So it doesn't necessarily mean that stat DNA is going anywhere or is changing uh, significantly. But Edu did speak about, the technical director, of course, that he does want to move to a more kind of stat-driven approach to recruitment, analysing players and possible signings with much more stat-based approaches. We made 55 people redundant during the, the pandemic and a lot of those were kind of exterior scouts in, in other nations and countries the likes of Brian McDermott, Francis Cadigal, all of those guys moved on so they do need to do something to kind of address that but there's some changes going on with Stat StatDNA uh, and Sarah Rudds is one of those changes Arsenal did though uh, and this wasn't using Stat DNA, but they did make an official signing uh, from their kind of under 18 so very much an internal uh, kind of signing at the club which is still a great bit of business for Arsenal. Nathan Butler-Oyadeji joined us uh, and has signed that first professional contract after playing with the under-18s. He's most likely to now move up a level and move to those under-23s. And he joins a group of players like Hido Taylor-Hart and Arthur Oconquo that have also signed professional contracts of late. Um, And so that's a really good bit of news um, as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Nathan can do in the under-23s next season. Of course, we will be covering all of the youth football along with Kev from Next Generation Arsenal in our monthly tactical breakdown reports on the youth. So I look forward to bringing you guys all of that good content. Now, it was the Arsenal media day yesterday and San Kalasnach was involved despite him being heavily linked with a move away from Arsenal. The Bosnian international is interesting, fella and they would like Arsenal really to terminate his current contract so they don't have to sign him on a transfer fee. It's not something Arsenal are too unfamiliar with. Of course, Godra Mustafi had his contract uh, ended so did Socrates, um and there's been plenty of other instances of players having their deals cut short and uh, his £100,000 plus per week uh, deal means that if we were to terminate it through paying it off it would cost us over £5 million quid, which isn't too great in a window where you're trying to save and make money and, and spend it smartly so a deal to Fenerbahce could yet happen but he did take part in that media day yesterday and so had those photos taken and all of the media stuff associated with that as did Hector Bellerin, who we know has been linked with the move to Inter Milan for some time, but this one does not look particularly uh, healthy as a possible move. Inter Milan are supposedly still pursuing other right backs with Denzel Dumfries of PSV, one of their key and main targets. Um, But Bellerin could still leave. We talked about interest from the likes of Atletico Madrid, Sevilla and, and Villarreal as well. So they're teams that he could go to. Real Betis, of course, were previously interested in him as well. So he could still leave, but this has slowed down that possible exit process, which isn't the best for Arsenal's recruitment side of things. So they can use any money involved with a possible sale. Now, the final kind of Uh, media day story was joe willock's involvement in the media day now we told you yesterday that 90 min have reported that a 25 million pound agreement between arsenal and newcastle had been reached i was very skeptical uh, about that and and tried to follow it up with with someone i know that's there um and whilst they were you know fairly confident in the person that reported the story we've been quite skeptical about kind of sources coming out from there and and then reports have now come out today that there's no movement on this deal. There's kind of no truth. Talksport actually distanced themselves from being credited with a report saying that he was on his way to Newcastle yesterday, which isn't true because he was at the media day with Arsenal, having his pictures taken. And we're still none really the wiser as to about what will happen with Joe Willock and whether he will move off to Newcastle or he will stay with Arsenal. I think it does depend a lot on what will happen in regards to kind of James Madison and whether we sign kind of that attacking midfielder that we do still need. Um, but Willock has not supposedly agreed anything. No kind of bids has, has been accepted and we're still very much waiting for, for more news on this. So I would certainly take that story from 90 min with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Uh, moving then on to players that we could see coming into the club, and there isn't too much. I say it was a pretty quiet day yesterday. Um, but Yakin Correa of Lazio re-emerged as a target. We previously talked about the Argentinian a couple of months ago, actually. It's quite a while ago that we spoke about him. But Italian media have again said that Arsenal have gone in with a bid. This doesn't make too much sense. I'm not a big fan of him. I don't think he's that great. Uh, he can play as kind of a centre-forward or a second striker or an attacking midfielder. can play in a wide area. He's quite versatile, but he's not exactly prolific. Uh, he's not like blessed with lots of goals and assists and he's, he's not the most creative. And, you know, since moving from Sevilla, I thought it was a decent move to go from Sevilla to Lazio. And I thought Serie A might suit him a lot better than La Liga did, but he's not really been able to kick on and it wouldn't be an inspiring move. I don't think it necessarily even improves us upon what we've got. Uh, James Madison definitely improves on Mill Emil Smith-Rowe right now for me. Uh, mainly down to his young age. Not it's not a criticism of a millsmith Smith throw. Just he still needs to develop a lot more. But Correa is someone that I don't think <laughs> progresses us um, beyond what we already have, if anything, if at all. So it's not a player that I'd be looking at, not someone I'd be going for, and it's, it's probably a very loose link coming out from Italy. Uh, now this is an interesting story. Uh, <laughs> Takahiro Tomiyasu is the uh, Bologna. Centre back, Japanese international as well, formerly and still currently interesting Spurs. Uh, Reports from Italian media have claimed that Arsenal are rivaling Spurs for his signature. This is also something that came out a few weeks ago. And Fabrizio Romano said that Arsenal were not involved whatsoever. But this link has re-emerged. Of course, Spurs have signed Christian Romero from Atalanta for around 55 million euros as a centre-back uh takiro is he's a center back as well but he can play as a right back he's very versatile and he would be available for quite a cheap fee of around 15 million euros i would still expect spurs to to get this deal done it seemed pretty advanced from the athletics reports but italian media have claimed that arsenal have stepped up their interest but you've got to remember that could be used as a ploy to try and accelerate spurs to offer the right amount of money for bologna for them to accept a deal so i have a feeling Um, that Arsenal may be being used in this story for their name. And I'd be surprised to see Arsenal get this deal done this summer. Um, We move on to what is uh, one of our final stories, and that is Lautaro Martinez. Now, you may have seen a few reports coming out yesterday from a number of um, questionable places saying that Arsenal have submitted the bids, that another offer has been made as far as we're aware that's that's not the case um arsenal haven't made a bid uh, nothing's been accepted and um, very much the Romelu Lukaku situation is kind of directing this one and should Chelsea get that deal done for the Belgian striker it would mean that Inter Milan aren't necessarily needing to sell they would have just made 130 odd million euros from Lukaku's sale so Martinez wouldn't necessarily need to move it's always money available and And money coming into Inter Milan is never a bad thing. But it's not a realistic move. I'd be very careful about reading kind of stories about Martinez right now because it will be used to try and grab your attention. Um, So just be careful about this one um, in regards to kind of videos and and stories about Martinez because it's not really progressing. And until something official happens... I'd, be, I'd remain very much cautious about the situation. It's not to say that this won't ever happen in the window. It's to say that right now it's pretty stagnant. It's It's not moving. There's interest from Arsenal, as we've we've heard about. There's been an inquiry made from The Athletic reporting it. But in regards to kind of a, an official bids or anything being accepted or into being open to selling, it's still very much up in the air. And uh, it's just not... I'd, I'd be very surprised to see this deal happen. It's not advanced, as you may hear from other places. So uh, don't. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into this one. Uh, there is one final story we'll talk about, which is Aaron Ramsdale which I saw crop up as I was kind of in the between sorting out the two shows. And and that's still the Football London are, you know, expecting that another bid would be made by Arsenal for the, the Sheffield United goalkeeper throughout the window. We don't know how much is that going to be. We thought it was going to be kind of under that £30 million pound kind of valuation from Sheffield United, but... I'd be surprised to see it be anything higher than that. I don't think he's worth close to what we're looking to pay at £26 million. So I think he's worth considerably less than that in this current market anyway. Um, but Arsenal are still pushing ahead with their plans of a homegrown keeper. And there were even suggestions that they may even look to, if Newcastle want to buy a Joe looked to, to ask about Freddie Woodman, who is a homegrown goalkeeper, was on loan at Swansea last season and, and got to the playoff final, of course, lost to... Uh, lost to Brentford in the end. So uh, that's that's a, a thread that we may look to, to pull on a little bit later on in the window. Um, but that is all of today's news. So we do move on to the final show and uh, final part of the show and you guys can ask some questions and we'll try and get through as many of them as feasibly possible in the next eight or so minutes. Uh, Arsenal Legends says Tom how do you feel that Arsenal have failed miserably in the transfer window Uh, we might as well call us interest FC it does seem like we are interested a lot I mean as we said before we've done over 30 tactical breakdowns on players that we've just been linked to to try and give you guys some insight into those players but it's it is a failure at this point if the window was to end right now it would definitely be a failure of a window we haven't signed the players that we crucially need in backup keeper in right-back, centre midfield, attacking midfield. Um, And with the season now less than a week away, it's now Saturday, so the season starts on Friday for Arsenal, it's a little bit concerning that we certainly haven't got those deals done. So, yeah, right now, it would be a failure of a window, that is for sure. Uh, John says, Tom, who would you bring off the bench when we are winning or when we need a goal? Now, it's ironic you say that because Joe Willock would be a really good uh, (laughs) option for us off the bench, has proven to be a goal scorer from the bench. I think Gabriel Martinelli is going to find himself on the bench again this season with Pepe and Saka, probably our main two wide options. But he's another good option for us to bring off the bench, of course. One of Lacazette or Aubameyang is is going to be on the bench you'd expect as well. So one of those two is also an option for us. So there's a few options that Arsenal could look to bring on. Following Balogun, we expect to be more involved with the first team too. So he's another option for us as well. Uh, Social says uh, I heard our has driven himself outside the Emirates yesterday to try and force a move. There's been nothing kind of, you know, advanced uh, or advancing in, in this thing whatsoever. Uh, we told you about kind of their agents being a bit surprised that Arsenal have, have been kind of coy on the very cheap price and that they've preferred to move for someone like James Madison. But yeah, I, I don't, I never thought Awar was going to be a thing. I, I tweeted out a few weeks ago saying I'd be shocked if it happens despite your ITKs telling you that Awar had agreed a deal with Arsenal, which was never the case. And hopefully that's exposed a fair few people so you guys know who to be careful of on your socials. But uh, yeah, the Awar thing is uh, just something that's not going to be happening from from the current state of play. Things can obviously change and uh, change very quickly. But from everything that we're told about right now, there's no chance that our is is going to be coming to arsenal uh wilson says do you think it was right or wrong decision for Arsenal to offer Xhaka a new contract in the first place now we actually talked about this a lot with our blog so if you want to go and find out my thoughts and his thoughts on granite Jacker, and we talked about it a lot in the transfer the arsenal transfer podcast do make sure you go back. So I don't want to sit here repeating myself uh, over and over again. So please make sure you go and, and check that show out and you can get my opinion on that there. Lee says, could we do with a Guido Rodriguez uh, like Villa did with Inks? Um, I assume what you mean is kind of a, a signing out of nowhere that's not really well reported. Um, I think that Guido Rodriguez is a great player. I think he's someone that would add a lot to our midfield. He's, he's strong. He's, he's not exactly like, really pacey. But he's someone that would add that mobility more so than we have with Granite Jacker. He's got good recovery pace, good timing of challenges, and he could be progressive as well. So he would be a good signing. But ironically, he's being linked more with Liverpool at the moment, which is a really interesting kind of link to see them move for a player that a lot of people wrote off to say, well, if he's so good, why is no one else linked to him? And now Liverpool are one of the main clubs that are, have been linked with Guido Rodriguez. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be very open to that as a midfield option. There are others like Bruno Guimaraes that I would prefer. That, that is for sure. Uh, Wrath of Aries says, uh, hey, Tom, I think it's obvious we need a technical midfielder like a Fabregas or a Cazorla. Do you think the financial state of Barcelona that De Jong would be a good option? Obviously, De Jong would be a great option, um, but he's a very expensive player. He cost Barcelona a lot of money, and now they're not keeping Messi, they can probably keep hold of someone like a De Jong. But maybe if Arsenal went in with a very significant bid, they could persuade him to move on but I would absolutely take him but I just don't think that Frankie De Jong is a realistic option for Arsenal during this window maybe next year when we if I say when if Arsenal was to get Champions League football maybe we could go for a player of of his caliber but we'll wait and see Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more we've got a few minutes left Uh, let's go to uh Lars who says what's your take on Arsenal fans on social media is it too negative or is it a fair um is it fair to be panicking I mean my opinion of kind of how social media reacts is always very it's, it's a very hyperbolic situation and and Arsenal fans do tend to kind of exaggerate on certain situations um it's a very volatile place and rumors spread very fast and you've got a lot of people that are kind of you know one person says something, and another person agrees with it, and then suddenly you've got kind of this snowball effect, and so that can really kind of blow things out of proportion sometimes, especially with some of the false information that spreads. Is it right? Is it fair for them to be panicking about the window? I'd say is it's absolutely fair that people would be would panic right now. We're a week away from the season starting, less than that, and we've not signed at centre mid, we've not signed at attacking midfield, we've got no backup goalkeeper. We still need to sort out loads of players that are yet to leave, like Bellerin and Kalasnach and Ketia and Rhys Nelson, Torreira, Rainsley, Mettland-Niles, Joe Willock. There's loads. So I have absolute sympathy for those that are panicking. If you'd have said to me a month ago, people panicking, I'd have been a bit more, you know, it's still time to be chill. I'm still quite chill, but <laughs> I'm just pretty optimistic about the window in general. So uh, I have absolutely no issue with people panicking right now um, because it is, it's, it's very concerning where we're at. Um, so that's that's my view on that one. Um, David says, first time watching live. Hello from Sydney, Australia. Friday, a relaxing way to go home after work. Uh, David, thank you for tuning in. Much appreciated, mate. Uh, Tawanda says, is uh, finishing sixth an improvement? Well, I mean, we finished eighth, so technically, yes. Um, I think finishing sixth is a, a good season, considering everything that's that's going on. But we want a great season, and a great season is, is top four. But the competition for places in this league is... Unbelievably high, and the money being spent by those above us and even below us with Aston Villa is also very high as well. So, I think, as I said before, fifth and sixth is a good season. Uh, top four would be an unbelievably good, great, brilliant, un- unbelievable kind of season for Arsenal. So, yeah, that's that's how I view those two possibilities of finishing, but it would be an improvement on eighth. There, <laughs> that's that's what we find ourselves in because we finish eighth back to back. So, sixth, yes, would be an improvement on what we've done previously in the last two years. Um, Jonsi, thank you so much for the, um, uh, the the super chat. He says, do you reckon that the Amazon series has had an influence on the transfer window in terms of adding drama to the series? I'm not sure. Um, obviously, the, the Amazon series does document some transfers, as we saw in the Man City series. I remember the Laporte situation during that window and, and how the, in the January window, and how they were looking to buy him from Athletic Club. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe financially, with the money that's come in from the Amazon series, that could have changed uh, some things. And maybe that 10 million quid's paid for... I mean, it pays for Nuno Tavaj, his uh, transfer fee. So there's that. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see, John, see if if or not the Amazon series documents these transfers this summer in any kind of real detail. So I look forward to watching it, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Chilip says, Should we shift our focus from Madison to Bernardo Silva? Uh, he might be available for around a 50 to 55 million pound deal. Uh, and they have the pull of the Arteta factor uh, from having worked with him at Manchester City. Look, if we aren't getting Madison and you said we were going to get Bernardo Silva, I'd be absolutely buzzing with that. I think he's a great player, a versatile player and can play easily better than what we've already got. So, yeah, absolutely. If Madison isn't available, doesn't look like we're getting erdogan bernardo silva would be the player that i would go for one more question uh, manu says i really like to watch martinelli and he obviously could do with getting a loan uh, could we manage without him where would you want to see him and what position would he get loaned for some really good questions on martinelli would i loan him out i don't think i would um i think i would keep him at the club and, and keep giving opportunities and keep rotating with pepe and Saka given those chances maybe in a forward position as well. But if we was to send him out on loan, I still think he's better as a wide forward rather than as a central striker. I think I'd rather see him loaned out in that position. But, you know, we'll wait and see. I don't think he will. Um, I don't think he'll move whatsoever, um, but we will wait and see. Social says, Tom, who's that behind you? Um the other half but she's ignoring me as she always does so uh, you won't see her sorry about that um but it's been an absolute pleasure guys to speak to you as always and uh, i'll catch up with you guys this evening uh, as we reveal more about arsenal's transfer window and as we lead up to the first premier league game of the season it's been absolutely pleasure to speak to you guys as always drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new and if you'd like to help support the channel you can see the information rolling across the bottom of your screen and you can join up as a member to help support the channel as well See you guys very, very soon. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And as always, up the arse. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDeLivery. You in? at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply cmcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport fan network TalkSport powered by fans